And welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and joining me, as always, the founder and creator of the Father Seekers uh, brand, Pastor Barry Edgman. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I noticed that last week we had a... Last week's episode concluded a series uh, titled Above All Else. No BC Can Do were the, were the subjects of that four-week series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, last week's was due. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that... that I felt it was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Went up for about 55 minutes mm-hmm. and you had purchased me a coffee going into it mm-hmm. because I feel like, cause you mm-hmm. felt guilty. Mm-hmm. You were going to be late. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I was just sitting in the, in this room waiting for you. Yeah. And I, I couldn't help but notice you purchased me another coffee today. And I, I have the reason to believe it's because you, you thought my work was good last yes. week. Yes. And this week I three shotted you. <laughs> Is this the berry? Is this, this the is, espresso with coffee this, this, that comes with toilet paper? This is this is the this is this is espresso with a little coffee. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The nothing leaves they, your they body me, solid when they, you drink one of these. They ask me what um, <laughs> TMI. They ask me uh, what do you want your coffee? I said a little bit of coffee, uh, dark roast in my three shots. So, <laughs> well. Mm. Um, I'm three-fourths of the way done, and I, I, I kind of wish I would have known that going into it. <laughs> so we're starting a new series this week. I'm probably going to laugh the whole Surprise. time. Surprise. <laughs> we're starting a new series this week. What, what, what do we know about this new series? Give, give, us, give us the Okay, so here's the story on this. Um, it's how to, how to listen to God. Because mm. when, so, you know, this, this, uh, there's an art to listening. But there's also, there's, we can define our lives by who we listen to. Like if you listen to and look at social media, that will form your mentality, your morals, your ethics, the, even the direction and, and even legacy of your life. And who, who the people that we have conversations with actually have the power of formation of our character and our mind. Say that again. The people that we listen to mm-hmm. actually have the power of formation in our character and our nature, our morals, yep. our understanding. Now we've talked about that uh, on the show in the past that you take the sum of the five, your five closest friends. And we've used this in the analogy of income. We've used the analogy of spirituality, but the tests that, uh, that scholared human beings have done research on is if you take uh, the five individuals closest to you and average their, whatever you want to put in that income, mm-hmm. if you average their spirituality and then divide it by five, that is where you'll land. So that statement, uh, Absolutely, uh, v- uh, is on is on the same page with the things that we have discussed in the past, and and in which colleges have studied, and professors and researchers have studied. And the study initially started with a: if you take the average of your five closest friends, you take their average annual income divided by five. The study says, "I bet you land right right about there." And mm-hmm. overwhelmingly, the results show that it, that's an accurate yeah. prediction. And then. It's you do that with spirituality. You mm-hmm. do that with pretty much anything. How, how many how many swear yeah. words you see in it? You say yeah. in a day. Take your five closest people. Right. Count their swear words divided by five. You probably land right there. Right. I I hang some of the guys that I coach and hang out with. Uh, 
they're, they drop F-bombs all the time. Mm-hmm. And they think nothing about it. It's just another word for them. Which, yeah. the, and then I catch, to your point, I catch myself later. If, if I'm tired and inconvenienced, then one of the first words that come to my mind is the F-bomb. Yep. It's like, sure. what the? And, and then you think, whoa, wait a minute. And then you have to reel it back and you have to rethink like our guys on Thursday night, several of them are, are wrestling with um, their language and how much they curse or don't curse. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. So yeah, I know it's a real thing, but, but the point is, is that those guys hang out with guys or work with guys who mm-hmm. that's what they do. So there's this filtration system that, that we have to, we have to think about who we listen to. Because who we listen to has direct implications and impact. And if you just, a little commercial here, if you just think about all the things that your parents ever said to you, they formed your character. They formed your nature. They formed your identity. They formed your way of thinking. They formed your way of of understanding. And that that's accurate and terrifying all at the same time. Accurate and terrifying. Yeah. Like, I have to tell you this. I've been telling young guys this for the last couple of days because when you see the look on their face, and I've been telling some of the the ladies on the staff here, I said, when you go home, I need you to grab your husband by a collar and tell him this. Because I, I just recently said this in a wedding. I said, I said, go home, tell your husband. Whatever you say or whatever you give me, I will take. I will, I will multiply it and I'll give it back to you. So whatever you say, whatever you do, I'm going, I'm going to take it. I'm going to multiply it and I'm going to give it back to you. So if a guy is, is kind and generous with his wife and he does that consistently, consistently over time and says nice things and is kind and, and notices little things, then she's going to take that, multiply it, and give it back. If a guy gives his wife hell, he's gonna, yeah. she's going to take that, multiply it, and give it back. Here's the point. The same way with conversation. When we hear things, our, our spirit man begins to filtrate and, and use, that, use those words because we form our belief systems and we form our decisions based on the things that we hear. The scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there's a principle there that what we hear has a direct effect on who we are, what we do, and how we see the world. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I agree 100%. If, 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 uh, I know that watching uh, certain, and I don't even know if this is part of the series, I think oh, just, oh! I, I think you just kind of went on a side rabbit hole. No, it's a little bit of actually. Of, it's it's a side rabbit hole. However, it it it's going to be a pile driver at the end as, okay. as I'm running forward, fast forward in my mind. So I got it's the, going to be a pile driver. I got the the series notes. So we for about five minutes, yeah. ten minutes before yeah. we we say what we're going to talk about yeah. this episode, and especially when we start a new series, what we're going to talk about in the se- yeah. in the series. Um, yeah. So I don't I I don't see the end as a listener. Yeah. Um, I'm also. Uh, going to be asking questions because I'm mm-hmm. kind of learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we, so I think my questions are actually going to be awfully genuine. Good because because uh, yeah, I don't see how this is all going to tie together. But I mean, when they, when they say like when you if you want to curb your behavior, uh, what you watch on TV matters. What you mm-hmm. listen to on the mm-hmm. radio matters. Mm-hmm. Um, who you surround yourself with matters. Because yeah. these things are all um, 
of infecting and affecting your day. Okay. Okay. If, if you think that this yeah. is, if you think because you you're around it all the time, you're going to think this behavior is normal. Uh, I, I know as a, as the men's uh, pastor here, when when I when I talk with men that have pornography issues, they say, "Well, I just thought that that was normal because I see it in pornography." You know, mm-hmm. in in see, regards to sexual yeah, relations. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's 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 the issue. This is one of the drums I beat in father seekers when I speak to people either coaching or in a public thing is, is the, our, our perceptions that we have come from reference points that we've experienced in the past. Yeah. And if our reference point is, is if nobody ever set us down and said, Hey, this is the way this works, or this is the, how you change a tire. Do you know how many millennials have no idea as to how to change a tire? Yeah. Ask a millennial and nine out of 10 will tell you I'll call AAA. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not like a, that's not a, you should, you should feel remorse for that. Like if you no. don't, if you don't no, know, it's a reference the, point. If you're never it's, it's taught reference anything, point. how are you supposed to know anything? Right. It's right? a reference point yeah. issue. Yeah. So um, if you can't change a tire and, and I, th- I, I think our listeners, I, because I hear throughout the week, like people connect with us. And so I, I kind of have this feel of who the demographic is uh, for our shows. But if you're a younger listener and, and don't know how, or if you're an older listener, mm-hmm. I know that I'm 40. So mm-hmm. right around uh, my age was when I know that my friends uh, weren't necessarily being taught that mm-hmm. uh, by their parents. I know a couple of them were yeah. uh, before. So my mom made me like rotate, remove and rotate tires in a timed like it's time to exercise right. before I was allowed to, to drive a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. she, and, and you know what, I've never had to change a tire right. in the real world. Right. I, you know, knock on wood, I, I've never gotten a flat while I'm driving, mm-hmm. but I remember that, uh, the knowing how to, t- and it wasn't like you get a, a good Jack from the, from the garage. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what you're going to have to use right. on the side of the road. Right. You got to use this gotta bad use jack, that. yeah, and you got to put this spare on all your tires and dodge, in a timed fashion and dodge cars, yeah, and dodge cars. <laughs> and so I, I, I take that. I know that I'm going to teach my children that um, because I, I found that incredibly useful. Even though I've never actually used the skill, mm-hmm. you know. And there's a lot of things in our spiritual life that it's a good thing to know, even if you are never going to use the the skill. Okay. So and this I think and I know that this that sentence right there is a good segue into the into what is. we're discussing. It is in that that to to bring formation and and a monumental mark here in the sand is that that probably nobody taught us how to listen to God, mm-hmm. but they thumped us on the head for not 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 listening to God. Right, right. Yeah. That's right. Why aren't you listening to Why God? Don't I don't go, know. How uh, do I do that? Who how do you do? I literally had a guy say to me one time, how do you listen to God? Well, so it's not that the guy's stupid. It's not even that, that he is not a smart guy. It just means that he's ignorant. And what the word ignorant means, it's not a slam. The word ignorant is not. The word ignorant means lack of knowledge. Just, just not, I don't yeah, know. Just not educated and, on the subject. And when I talk to guys who grew up without a dad, I always, the, 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 the preceding remark it precedes everything is look, if you don't know, you don't know. So relax. Let's walk through and see what you know. Let's figure out. And that's what today in the next couple of episodes are about is to try to figure out where you are in your ability and spiritual discipline and skill set to be able to talk to God. Yeah. All right. So uh, 
today's today's episode is titled. Oh, that was a that was a kickback to you. But your eyes oh. were looking down. So. Oh, was it? So, so, oh. so, so I, I understand must... why why you didn't follow the cue. Oh, how <laughs> that? It's talking with God. It's, it's, it's just no. It's just so. It's it's almost sometimes the simple things in life are can can be the most overwhelming. And I'm just sitting here thinking about talking with God. Like, I can't remember a time in my life until I was in college that somebody pulled me aside and said, look, this is how you do this. I just saw people talking to God modeled, but nobody ever said, like, I was told you're supposed to pray the Lord's Prayer. Okay, got it. As a six-year-old. Okay, now, what, 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 what do you do? Oh, the Hail Mary, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. In the Southern Baptist Church, they didn't even know who who Hail Hail Mary is. I don't know. I, I just caught myself. <laughs> anyway, talking. Anyway, I was talking I was taught two prayers, God. and those were the ones talking with God. So, uh, and and today we're going to focus on finding our words, like when you were when you were a baby. Uh, you're, somebody probably told you in your life, use your words, use your words, use your words. And, and today, I, w- I want us to focus on, on talking with God and finding our words. And it's not just giving you a script to pray. It's not about that. So if you happen to be, uh, if you happen to be of the Catholic faith, don't click out because we're not going to give you any scripts or any prayer things that you got to pray. You're getting or new information. Yeah, is this is saying. like new, <laughs> like for you. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be helpful because if I've talked to one Catholic guy, I've talked to probably fifty, and they all say, "Look, bro, I have no interest. I don't want to. I don't want to hear what you got to say," because their perception and their their reference point of prayer is a rote memorized prayer. And and I'm not knocking rote memorized prayers because liturgy is can be beautiful, but it can also be religious and monotonous and and carry zero weight with it unless you understand why on that subject if your if your child if you asked your child how their day at school was and mm-hmm. i do this every day mm-hmm. when i get home mm-hmm. hey how was your day at school and they just picked up a piece of paper and read a sentence to me mm-hmm. it would as as the father i'd be like no is is that it like that's it and i'm like like how was your day like okay put a put a pin in that because that's going to be at more toward the middle or the end about a pile driver point. Okay. Like just remember that guys. It was my idea. Yeah. Your idea. We're going <laughs> to insert, we're actually editing script as we go. Yeah. All right. So, so, give, so, give, so us, give us a first. So use your word. Like here's, have you ever been in conversation with somebody and it's been one sided and you just didn't know what to say? That's a rhetorical question. Because we all have. Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt. And and here's the thing. A lot of people mis, misunderstand what prayer really is. And prayer is simply having a conversation with God. Now, conversation defined means that there are two people at least involved. And those two people are having an exchange of words and a discourse. And they're trying to help the other understand and give information and back to the thing that that people and their words have power formation in our lives. 
faith comes by hearing that that i i don't just want to brush over that because the scripture also says that the power of life and death are in the tongue it's the strongest weapon you have on your it's body it's the strongest in fact i had a conversation about this yesterday with with some of the most stellar people you'll ever meet in your life and us we were talking about um holy spirit baptism and i said isn't it interesting that that the book of james says that the most powerful member of the human body is the tongue. And isn't it interesting that when we discuss the doctrine of baptism in the Holy Spirit, baptism with the Holy Spirit, isn't it interesting that 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 the baptism with the Holy Spirit is also called uh praying in the spirit or praying in tongues? Isn't it interesting that the life life That's interesting. Yeah, isn't it interesting that the life uh, the 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 power of life and death are in the tongue. Isn't that interesting? So I don't want to underestimate the power that words have. I don't want to underestimate that when I speak to God, like I was praying the other day and I almost prayed about, about going to a certain place and I literally felt in my heart, Holy Spirit say, do not pray that. Don't, not now. And I took away from that. It was like, I don't care that he said, don't pray for that. I That's great. That was awesome. What was more impressive to me is, wait a minute. If I pray that, God's going to, God, God may do that. He may put, he may answer that prayer. And here's the beauty about the work of Holy Spirit in our lives is he is always there. He's our advocate, our counselor, our leader. So if he's, if he's helping us understand what God is saying, he can also give us words to say as well. Yeah. So when we look at one of the, one of the most favorite guys when, in, in the Bible that I like to, to talk about is, is Jonah. But when we're talking with God, we're praying, we're having conversation. And it's, again, if you are from the Catholic or Lutheran or another faith who uses memorized writings, you know what? Don't get hooked up on that. Just know this, that it's conversation with God, like you speaking to another person. Catherine Kuhlman, a, the great female revivalist of the 50s, uh, 50s and 60s, said this, that if I just pray an hour a day, then any success that I have will will be attributed to the fact that I prayed an hour a day. So I pray all the time. So what I'm saying is this, is that we don't have to just go to a church or fall on our knees or go to a secret private place. We can literally have conversation with God 24-7 as much as we want or as little as we want. So I don't want to I don't want to put parameters on on okay, okay, this is how you do it. So it's not we're not telling you go to this place, do it for this long, get up at 5 a.m. and pray for two hours. I'm not saying that. I'm saying start your conversation with God and develop that conversation. Now, God told specifically one guy, I love this guy, Jonah. Uh, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh and, and tell the message that God is going to come to town and save everybody. And eventually God did. But in Jonah chapter one, verse three, but Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. <laughs> he went down to the part of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish 
and he bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing. He's going to outrun the Lord, right? So, and we know the story that 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 he was pitched overboard because he was creating havoc in the storm, and a big fish swallowed him. Now, some people don't believe that that's actual story. I happen to believe it actually is. However, yeah, this is one of those stories that there are a lot of theologians that think that this is just a, a figurative, a fable. Yeah, like and, a, and like, our and our favorite rabbi like thinks. A, like, yeah, he does. He, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. I should text him. So, so anyway, here's the thing. But I mean, so like, so, so one pause on that because because of the it, the the line is fifty fifty on this. Job is another one of those. A lot of theologians think the story of Job was yes, and I myself think that that was a very for sure real thing. Like you couldn't you couldn't sway me that that's yeah. that's a that's no. a fairy tale at all. No, um, I agreed. But Jonah, like as I as you read Jonah, if you haven't read Jonah, it's a quick read. Do it. Oh yeah, it's a super quick yeah. read. I think four yeah. chapters or something. Yeah, um, it's it's easy. Super it's like quick. whoa. Yeah, you'll get that done in minutes. But like that one seems like it's the it's it's the most plausible because there's nothing like, uh, fictional about it. Like these are cities. Mm-hmm. He he runs. I mean, there are there is a fish uh, that is large enough to swallow a human being and keep it alive. I mean, that the the story has so many things that they're not. A, it's not a stretch of the imagination. No, with God, it's not. I mean, keeping him alive in a fish. But by, I, just, I I find it because this one is so plausibly possible, yeah. even in today's world. Yeah. That there that the it's split down the middle that half the people don't believe it happened. Yeah. Where it's like, well, but that one's probably the most the more likely yeah. to have happened. No in, doubt. In no doubt. I digress, continue. Yeah. So the, the 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 real piece here is that is that and the short version is that Jonah he hated Nineveh. The long story behind that. But here's here's what happens when people when you talk to people about beginning a conversation with God, and I find myself sometimes thinking, well, if I didn't, if I didn't write my journal, if I didn't sit two hours, if I didn't do this, I haven't prayed. Actually, that's just religious thinking because I pray all the time. I'm walking, I'm praying, Me I'm too. in my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally am baptized with the Holy Spirit. And if I don't pray that way, I, my life is a wreck all the time. But I pray all the time, but I do have those times where I sit and I journal and I write and I clear my mind because praying on the run is just that, praying on the run. And it's hard to have a conversation with God about that. But but here's the thing about praying. We do what Jonah does. We actually run in the opposite direction because we don't want to we don't want to sit and listen. Sometimes I'm afraid to ask God a question to hear what he's going to say. I'm afraid. Yeah, no, not not that he's going to rain hellfire on me, but it's like then I think I think God does this intentionally. Like he, like I'm afraid to to ask certain questions because I'm not afraid of the answer, but I'm not sure I want to hear what he has to say. What? Yeah, I am at a point in my in my walk <laughs> with Christ. Know. No, that that's that's 100 percent true. Like I am very mindful. Uh, looking back in the last 20 years of walking with Christ. Uh, about the things I have prayed for mm. and remembering moments. Mm-hmm. And my, I, my dad's kind of funny. Mm. Like he, he, he's like, you want that? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Should have watched mm-hmm. your words mm-hmm. and gives me exactly what I use for mm-hmm. my words. And then I look up, I, I like look back now in my life and be like, oh, I should have asked for that instead. Cause I know, you know, one, one instance in particular, I was in the music industry 
and uh and I, I i in the in the beginning of uh my christ journey i was in the music industry uh, pop music so it wasn't like worship music mm-hmm. but i remember uh it, early on I, I was praying that like um god like and these were selfish prayers in the beginning because that's that's all i knew how to pray but like oh god i'd love it if my songs were played on the radio mm. like mm. oh i know mm. i know god i know I'll, I'll, I'll have made it when i hear my songs in the radio and then, sure enough, God answered those prayers. My songs were on the radio. I remember one day I was I was driving somewhere in in the Milwaukee area, and one channel had my had one of a song I wrote playing. Then I flipped to another channel when it ended, and this and it, another song was being played like back to back. And and I look back now, uh, years and years after it, been like. I should have prayed for Billboard success. <laughs> I should have prayed for money. I should yeah, have prayed, right, like like right. God's like that's it. I can do that. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. So I, I'm always like, I'm, I'm, well, how you said, like, I'm very uh, cautious with mm-hmm. the words I use mm-hmm. because on the flip side too, if I'm not cautious with my words, then there will be, uh, there could be misinterpretation there Yeah. because while God knows my heart, he also wants me to be very mindful and respectful of what I'm saying what yeah. my tongue right. is. What, right. And right. those those were lessons like I I, I snicker at it because we were we had success in the music mm-hmm. industry. But I'm like, I prayed for that. That was so easy. My, my, I should have prayed for millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> my mind goes to the movie God Almighty with Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> and where 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 Morgan Freeman plays God and he says, So you want to be God? Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And then then millions of emails start clicking in on on the on Jim Carrey's line with people, and he hears people's voices, prayers, and that kind of thing. Yeah, that that movie's good. That, it, it's a good movie. That's a, it's that's, like that's a good movie to just watch it. And, and, it, and Evan Almighty, the Evan sequel, Almighty, that was yeah, a good so good, yeah, so good. It's like, and if you want to know what talking to God is like, it's that. Yeah, it's it's it, on entry level. I it's hope like so. it's yeah. yeah, it's like oh, so you want to ah, so uh, so Jim Carrey. I forgot his name in the movie, but he goes in and he says yes to all. And then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. World, world, it just, everybody wins the lottery. So they get a dollar fifty each. It's, uh, the, 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 there's wrecks and travesty and chaos. And my point is this, when God, when God says, pray, have conversation with me, there's a reason and a purpose. It's not. It's not for penalty or punishment or to be punitive, but it's, it's, it, there's purpose with it. There's purpose to it. And let's talk about the elephant in the room. Here's the elephant in the room. God, God is always talking to us. God is always talking to us. Okay. Let's, let's pause on that idea on that. Is it an idea? Is that a blanket that's a, statement? That's a statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I hear from a lot of men that uh, actually it's a lot of questions like, mm-hmm. how do you hear from God? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do reply with that. He, God is always, he's, mm-hmm. he's always talking mm-hmm. uh, specifically, even when you're asking for like, when you start asking that he speak to you, he's going to speak to you. And sometimes loudly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always, I caution the guys too at the church, like, be careful mm-hmm. because you're going to start asking stuff that you may not like mm-hmm. the answer, mm-hmm. nor do you want mm-hmm. to know the answer. However, God, God is about pulling the bandaid off. 
And how do you, how do you? Well, to your point about the guys don't, you know, don't, don't ask God what you don't want to know. Yeah. It's like, there's some, some of my, my closest friends are, don't ask them a question unless you want to know the answer. Because they will tell you. He, he's going to give you and an answer. And he will tell you. And, and the answer will be, here's the beauty about this. In accordance with his will, with great love and mercy and grace, with your best interest in mind and his will, and for hope and future and destiny and legacy, mm-hmm. he answers prayer on that. Garth Brook wrote a song several years ago, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. Yeah. Like... There are prayers I've prayed that thought, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you didn't answer that. Which leads me to this idea and this concept that that people in conversations will always communicate from the place of their perceived positioning and understanding. In other words, I will always communicate from the place and I'll always understand from the place that I understand my image and God's image. That that's a I I could see an entire sermon series on that mm-hmm. statement mm-hmm. and and how I read this statement of because I I do have that sentence in my mm-hmm. notes. People in conversation will always communicate from the place of their perceived positioning and understanding. If I remain teachable, mm-hmm. if my position is one of gathering information, of mm-hmm. absorbing information. Mm-hmm. If I remain teachable, and I and I and I and I stick to loving, almost always will my conversation be positive, mm-hmm. right? It will always be of growth. It'll always be of development. But if I take conversation in the realm of nope, I know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. You couldn't possibly be right because I've read that. I've read that verse before. Mm-hmm. And I take it with scripture a lot because I guess in my in my life, in my experience, the 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 biggest gauge in how a person uh perce- perceives their positioning and understanding oftentimes can be you can, can you can see their cards with how they describe Yeah, Jesus the said word. out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So when I, I that's why I stare at people and listen to what they say. Because mm-hmm. I can read their I can tell you where they are. How their reaction is to uh to an interpretation of the word yeah. is almost always for me, and, and especially in this season of my life, I've I've noticed that that is almost always a uh, direct reflection to how they their perceived positioning mm-hmm. and understanding mm-hmm. how teachable they are and how how much love is utilized in their mm-hmm. life just just by simply going over a verse. Well, let's make it simple. Let's talk about let's talk about this perceived position this perceived understanding. Let's talk about, let's break it down in two simple categories. First is, is my identity. How do I see myself? And then God's identity. How do we see God? Because that determines how we pray. If I, if I have, if I perceive God for, as an example, an entry level example, if I perceive God as one who is aloof and far off and judgmental and an angry old man, in heaven waiting to blast me for every mistake that he dictates I made, then that's how I'm going to have a relationship with God. That's how I'm going to address him. That's if I do it all, that's how I'm going to see things. And that's how I'm going to see the world. But if, but so how do I see, how do I see myself? And this is one of the, one of the pillars in father seekers is identity. Identity is 
how I see myself, who I am, and and how I how I live my life. I live my life out of who I understand myself to be and how I see myself. Do I see myself as a beloved son of God who is growing and learning and making forward movement every day, even when it seems like I'm moving backwards? Or do I see myself abandoned from a heavenly father that I disregard because I had a horrible relationship with my dad and I have no idea how to have a relationship with a father, nor do I want a relationship with my father because I equate my relationship, a, I, I equate a relationship with my heavenly father to be like the one that I had with my earthly dad. So how do I, how do I, how do I see God? Do I trust him in what he says? Uh, do I trust, do I trust God in what he says about me? We're talking about how one sees themselves. So do I believe what God says about me or do I believe what I say about me? Because you don't have to go real far. You can go two sentences deep in a conversation and you can understand what a guy thinks about himself and about God real, like zero to 60 in, in two seconds. Yep. Yeah. In, in my experience, and I, I guess mine is kind of a, uh, ours, our, 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 position, our positions are a little different than I yeah. would say, uh, a non-pastor position yeah. because we get, we get, I, I, I get a lot of spiritual conversation throughout the day from multiple, mm-hmm. uh, sources, mm-hmm. from multiple points of views, from mm-hmm. multiple places on, on the trail here, uh, some early on and wise, some early on and bitter, some, who have been on the trail for a long time and incredibly wise, and some who've been on the trail a long time and think like an infant. Mm. So how how a guy sees himself and how a guy sees God will determine how that guy prays. But also, do we trust what God said about himself? I mean, the answer has to be yes on that. Well, but some guys don't because they don't want anything to do with God and and here's here's the danger point with that. Here's where I throw up the red flag and say, "Danger, Will Robinson, danger." It's an old reference. It is. <laughs> so for a small demographic, got that? Joke. Yeah, yeah. And Sean Hennessy used it in the sermon a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, he's getting old, yeah. and he doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> When he's around me, he admits it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think he thinks Bro. I'm young. I think he thinks I'm young. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you're only like eight so, years older yeah, than me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so God's identity, how do we define God? And here's the danger from, from early on the mountain with Moses. Here's the danger when God, when guys choose to see God other than the way God describes himself, because you have to enter into a relationship with somebody to prove that who they who they say they are, they actually are. And some guys won't even enter into a conversation or relationship with God because they have they have written him off because and here's here's the punchline, because they've created an image of God in their minds that they've sculpted and fashioned and now worship and believe that that's who God is. Therefore I will have nothing to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. I I did uh, this last week. I, I took a, I did some research on how many people are 
uh, Jesus believing Christians in the world. And that number is actually, so it's surprisingly a lot higher than I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. Uh, Christianity is the, the most populous, uh, I guess, quote unquote, religion in the world, mm-hmm. uh, all, the, all the forms of non-denominational and Christianity, they they lump up to be billions upon billions, which mm-hmm. I actually didn't think that it was the most popular uh, religion in, in terms of uh, proclamation in the world. Um, I, I, I thought maybe Islam was. Yeah. And well, anyway, with, with all that being said is the, the world actually, more than a third of it believes in Christ, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a, a sensationally surprising number for me. And I, they're, and they're, and they're, as a whole of three billion plus, they are the quietest bunch. I, I and, think so. And, I think the, and, the healthy in, ones are. Yeah. In 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 a disrespect that's meant to be a challenging comment, borderlining on disrespect because we are so quiet about what we believe. We teeter. We teeter quickly on. It's not worth starting the fight. It's not worth starting the fight. So exactly. Let's not open my mouth. I, exactly. I'm myself included. Yeah. But I I pick and choose how I. I mean, like if you go on my social media, like this, a couple months ago, I. I I started uh because like I don't I don't do anything on social media because mm. like that's just it's I, a necessary it's, evil. It's awkward for me. But a couple months ago, I I, I joined a, a a group that we have a similar interest in. Uh, it's for it's motorcycles, mm. and I've I've been pushing myself to make positive comments on this page. Like if you're not part of this group, you would, you mm-hmm. would never see mm-hmm. a post from me. And like, mm-hmm. if, if you're friends with me on Facebook, I, I'm almost guaranteeing you never saw me post anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been pushing myself to do that with positivity because it's not my second nature to be vocal. It's not my second nature to, um, to talk in large groups. Um, but, and I've had really good success with doing that, mm. but I think Christianity is kind of like how I feel like on Facebook. Like we, we it's not our second nature to, 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 to say something positive and, and uplifting and life giving, and the ones in the in the in the Christian realm that are very vocal are the ones that probably shouldn't be vocal. They're the obnoxious. Yeah, they're, like, the, they're oh the ones. Oh my God! Shut up. They, the, oftentimes, when I see articles on 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 the internet and in the comments section, it's yeah, like, those are the people. Sew that, your lips together, yeah, buddy. You should have more of my take on Facebook. Right. Like just, just sit down. Yeah. But then again, none of us that are the healthy ones, I, 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 I pull myself in with a healthy Christian that we aren't taking the step forward to be that light, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. they're filling the void because somebody has to speak somebody up for has Christianity. To, somebody yeah. has to be the, 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 the one who shouldn't talk. So you make a, you make a really good point about, um, about actually saying, saying what we should be saying when we should be saying it. And I think, you know, back to the, back to creating images, we, we actually said to say our image creators. Yeah. No matter how healthy we are. Yeah. So, yeah. So if I've created, if I've created an image of God from the vantage point and reference point of ignorance, then I have damned myself. Now, but that's not a permanent thing either. It can be with well, some guys. Anything can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with some guys, they are so like. If I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times from wives. Hey, what could I do to reach your dude and get him connected to to our church, to our guys on Thursday night? What could I do? What's the secret sauce to get him involved? I've heard it a hundred times. You'll never do it. I said, why? Because, and I quote, because 
he thinks all the church is about is money mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of hypocrites there. Now, that guy's created an image of God in his mind. That image of of who God really is is shrouded by a false belief system. The false belief system is that I've created this image of God based on what I feel and what I perceive. And here's the question. The, the, the penetrating question is, if you were, if you were confronted with the truth, would you believe the truth? Could you lay down your, your proclivities to disbelieve God? And who he says he is. And would you put the work in to search out and find out who he is? The answer to both of those questions when men build images of God is no. They don't. They don't want to. Because here the scripture says even creation cries out and says and points to God. So when a man looks up in the stars or he looks at the world and creation, there's something in him that says there's a God. I am talking to you, buddy. I am looking at you, and I've got things to say. Now, you can disbelieve as long as you want, but one day I will get your attention. And the reason that I've not gotten it right now is because I'm graceful and merciful, and I'm kind and loving. Okay. And I want, I want, I want you to lean in because you want to, not because of circumstances or situations. I want you to come to me because you want to, mm-hmm. not because you lost your job, not because you lost a family member, although you can. But I want you to come because you want to know who I am. I want to prove myself to you. I want to show you who I am. But as long as we have this facade up that, no, buddy, God, you're not getting into my life. The fact that we're creating excuses, the fact that men create excuses not to have a relationship with God, they have proved that there is a God and they don't want relationship with him. They just proved it by their action. Conversely, they have proved that there's a God and, and they create this, this image so that they don't have to have responsibility to deal with God. Yeah. And it, in that, the research I did uh, well, last week, I think it was, um, there's actually just a small percentage of human beings on this earth that are true agnostic. And that study showed it too. Like most human beings will fall in a category of some religion of some sort. And only a small percent actually disbelieve that there is a God at all. A, a, a much smaller percent than you probably think. But I say as you probably think, listener, because as you look left and right, up and down in this world, you don't see God actively alive in this world. Like, you don't see it. And by say actively alive, you don't see it uh, in, you don't see God's being represented by the vast majority of the human race. If that study were to be accurate, then 99, 98% of the world would mm-hmm. be acting right, acting right. in a God-fearing, God-loving sense. And we, right. we just don't see We don't. That. We fake it. We, just, we have a facade. But here's the interesting thing about the economy and the kingdom of God. Here's the interesting thing. From the beginning, original design, everything passes down from father to son. So what, what would the enemy do to try to destroy the relationship between a man and his God. 
he's going to intervene and create all sorts of interruptions, sidetracks, detours, and disruptions and disbelief so that a man has to look away and not look to his heavenly father to have a relationship because God desires to pass down the kingdom mm-hmm. from himself to his, to his beloved son. Yeah. So in, in the, in the world of uh, YouTube tutorials, which I do a lot of things watching a YouTube tutorial, um, Christians are watching other Christians not acting like Christians, not acting like Christ. So they assume that that's positive, not maybe positive, but that's acceptable behavior mm. for a Christ-believing, Christ-following human being to, to, to live in. But if we just look at the news for three minutes, we realize that the vast majority of the world does believe that there is a God, most of which they believe it's Jesus. But yet we're still in the state, sad state of affairs that we are. So in the world of YouTube tutorials, uh, how, what, what, what do we do? Let me talk about that belief thing for a minute. Paul wrote, um, even the demons believe. The demons believe probably more thoroughly than the vast majority of the human race. They do. Because because they know who God is, they're witnessing it firsthand. They have sensed His power mm-hmm. from a judgmental standpoint, and they know. Just like when demons cried out when Jesus Ooh. walked up in the room, He said, "Ooh, think about this." He said, "Keep going." He said, uh, "The demons in the in the the guy that had legions of demons." He said, "All right, all you all you guys, leave this guy and go over here." And and. The demons cried out and said, don't send us back. Send us into those pigs over there. And mm-hmm. Jesus said, okay, pigs, go. Don't you feel bad for the pig's owners? Uh, not really. I mean, no, I mean, no, somebody, I think, somebody owned those pigs. Look, bro, look, <laughs> you're talking to a Jew who doesn't eat pork. Yeah, I'm going to put the demons in the pig. <laughs> bro, come on. As a, as a far- Gladly. From a farming, from, go. Uh, from, a, from a person living in Green Bay, Wisconsin, I'm like, well, somebody owned those. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, the conversation goes on. You just killed our stock, our yeah, livestock. They, so who, what are you going to do about it, buddy? The shepherd's just sitting there looking at me like. Jesus disappears into the crowd. Oh, that I guy just it. destroyed my farm. I love it. I love it. And he made a judgment about about pork at the same time for you <laughs> pork lovers um anyway here's the here's the youtube thing we have to realize a couple of things that that god speaks to us he speaks to us through his word creation uh, the holy spirit's always speaking to us always speaking to us when you hear that little that little naive or you hear that tug in your mind or that pull in your heart that's the Holy Spirit. But here's the other thing. God's power speaks to us. His sovereignty. And, and sovereignty simply means God's right to rule and exercise his power over his creation. But he does so not as an ogre or a mad king, but he does so with love and grace and mercy and kindness. He sent his son to invite us into the kingdom. That's his sovereignty. So, we have to first of all identify what kind of a conversationalist we are. So, like, how how are we going to talk to God? Okay, yeah. So if if I'm if I'm if I'm one of those guys that I discuss with no trust, like I don't believe a thing you're saying. You're going to have to prove it to me. If I'm that guy, I probably 
I'm the know-it-all who thinks I know everything and I'm not going to hear anything you have to say. Then there's the cave dweller who just sits in the corner and just watches and nods if he's even engaged at all because he doesn't believe. Then there's the under-conversationalist who just nods and every once in a while. And then there's the over-conversationalist, the guy who talks all the time, who uses the same narrative to comment and say the same thing about different topics and you go, you can almost predict what he's going to say because it's going, oh my God, please. And then, then there's this, this engaged communicator. It doesn't mean that he's talking all the time, but he's listening. He's processing. And then he asks a question or he makes a statement. Here's the thing. Stop. Which one, which one are you? Me? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll let you know if that's the same one I thought. Um. Cave dweller, under conversationalist, over conversationalist, engaged communicator. I would say, I would say, engaged communicator fused with under conversationalist. That's exactly how I peg you. I would, I would have called you an under engaged communicator. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm thoroughly the engaged communicator. Yeah. I think I'm, that is my, yeah. that's me thoroughly. I, I, I try to, I, I'm, I, I try to apply wisdom. I, if I don't have something wise to say, I try not to say anything. There are conversations I have with Barry that it's like, I know he's listening, I think, mm-hmm. but he's just, his eyes are down. I'm always and, listening. And then every now and again, he raises his eyes, go, mm. and then my eyes go I'm always, down. And then he'll just I'm randomly listening. get up and walk yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah. I, have you ever seen the movie, uh, um, with uh, Vince Vaughn and Wilson. What's his name? They, Owen, they, Owen Wilson, the Wedding Crashers? No, that's a great movie. <laughs> you had to go there. I, I saw Wedding Crashers, yeah. No, it's a great movie, but... The, um, the, the Interns? The Interns, yeah, that's great. A great, so that's the, a great so the dude, the big chunky dude that sits around with, with yep. wired... Yep. Don't, wired don't, don't spoil the movie, don't spoil the movie. Yeah, anyway. But if you saw it, we're thinking of that. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't watch the movie. If yeah, you I don't watch it, it's worth, I, it's worth watching. Oh, it's, yeah. I don't pride myself in that, but I just, I'm, I'm old enough to know that, that I have fewer years before me than I do behind me. Yeah. And I know that my words will be remembered. So I want to say wise things because mm-hmm. if I don't say wise things, it's like, oh, you remember what he said? <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think if you just pull it down to everything starts in the garden, we learned that. And, and all of life can be defined by the Garden of Eden. Um, but if we look back, God had personal relationship with Adam and Eve before and after the fall. He chose. But before the fall, it was in person, through conversation, through visits, through walking in the garden in the evening, in the morning. And, and there's this exchange of conversation. And I think with most men, here's what it boils down to. Relationship in God's economy is based in a large part on intimacy through conversation. Most men equate intimacy with sex or they create intimacy with their buds where they spend 
Now, they won't say this, but they're buds who they hunt with, spend time with. They sit out in the driveway drinking bourbon and smoking cigars. They go down to some restaurant who sells wings and they watch sports or they go to another guy's house and watch watch a game in the garage and have a tailgate like that that's that's intimacy that that's what guys guys seek after they want that but with god relationship is based on on conversation one-on-one face-to-face latin quorum deo face-to-face in the presence of god That's that's where men become men. Men be, men become men facing up to God, and then they hone their manhood in community with other other godly men. Yeah, you. That's the YouTube video right there. That the you become a man in that sense, and by the time the people start seeing the man you are, you've already be, you're already that man. You're what you're showing the rest of the world is the sum of all your parts and where you are right now. You don't, yeah, you, you, the world's not really teaching you how to be a man. You, you have already, God has already shown it to you or lack thereof. Uh, and what you put on display is already the end product. It's not the work in progress for that, with that idea. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> where, where do you, where, where are we going with this? Where I'm going with this is that with, with God, we become a real man face to face in the presence of God. One on one, face to face. I speak, I listen, but mostly I listen because our God already knows the contents of my heart. But He wants me to talk with Him. But as I become and I'm shaped by the hand of God and the Spirit of God, see when I get in the presence of God, I'm I'm face to face with Him. But when I'm when I'm not with Him in His presence, His presence goes with me and guides me and leads me. The person of the Holy Spirit, and I have. I have a model to live by. His name is Jesus. So I'm, I have my relationship with my father. I have his presence with me at all times, but I have a model in, in the Lord Jesus Christ to live and fashion my life after. But aside from that, I have to walk in community with other godly men so that, so that, that, that the old adage, and we've talked about this before the scripture says iron sharpens iron. There's a friction between men that happens and we, we, become better men when we're together. Therefore, we become better men when we're away from each other. So we're away from the presence of God. We have his presence with us. We have the model of the Lord Jesus. We can have conversation with the Lord Jesus anytime, but we're also part of this community of men. And if we're not part of a community of men, I can tell you right now, you will always bow before the image of God that you've created in your mind or that somebody else has created for you. And there's the danger. If you're worshiping an image, and by the way, we all worship because if we acknowledge God at all, whether we disbelieve or believe, we've still acknowledged him. And that is an image that we've created unless we have personal relationship with God himself. And then we know who he is. We do not need an image because we have face-to-face presence with him. There's your YouTube video. Boom. (laughs) So the episode's titled, uh, Talking with God, Finding Your Words. Um, how, How would you begin? Like as, as we're wrapping up the episode and how would you begin? Because I don't think that we're going to give you three bullet points no, and that's the no, end. That's no, it. If you just no, do this, you're done. No, you know, no. here's, here's what I would say to you. Know that you have a, a father in heaven that has made every provision for you 
who loves you and 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 in many cases most is nothing like your earthly father but here's what you do need to know there's a god in heaven who loves you and desires personal conversation with you he's already been talking to you he's already been sending messages he's already been been looking for your response all you have to do is respond and it's as simple as hello speak help me hear you just that simple because if we're not if we're not tuned up to god we're we're going to we're going to miss his voice but if we ask him he's going to speak to us in ways clearly that we understand mm-hmm. and that those ways are consistent with the scripture which little commercial if you don't read the bible you'll never hear most of what god has to say to you it's tough to understand what he's saying if you don't know the word if you're not in if you i mean that's your that's your rosetta stone your rosetta stone and that was a stone that they cracked the hieroglyphics with um so using it as a translator, if you don't have the, the word as your translator, you're probably going to miss a lot what he's saying. If, if you, if you want to hear God's voice, all you have to do is listen. And if you want to know where to read, to actually know who, who Jesus is, the, the, the gateway to God, the, the only door to God, the one in singular only door, read the book of John. Which one? John, not first, second, or third, but John. The gospel? John the apostle, John the gospel, the fourth book of the synoptics. The one, it's the John that doesn't have a number in front of it. It's that John. Yeah, that's a good uh, it's one. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. I, I'm a, I, I've been, this. The, I think 2022 for me has been the book of Matthew mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, I've, I've read more times, uh, more times this year than I have. <laughs> Any other, any other gospel. As men, it would do us all well if we read, if we read the synoptic gospels over and over mm-hmm. for every day for the rest of our lives, yeah. because it keeps in front of us our loving heavenly Father and a man, the Lord Christ Jesus, who lived this perfect, sinless life. How to, how to live? Yeah, Je- Jesus knows you. Here's what I find interesting about Jesus, and I'm gonna. I'm going to ask this question like, okay, you did everything, but you never got married. Well, not on paper. Well, you never got married. You that up bad other stuff is forget it. But I'm just saying it's food for thought. I think he had some wisdom there. You think he had, you think he had a, a, a female relationship? No, no. I think he had. I, real, think, it's, I, I think it's possible. I don't think he had sexual relationships. I don't think he had sexual women, relationships. But he no. had relationship with his mother, with those women who followed him. Do you think that he had a... a romantic relationship? No. You don't think so? Zero. Zero chance. I think that, well... Zero chance. Don't confuse people. Zero mm-hmm. chance. Extra I guess, biblical. I guess in the in the idea of romantic relationship, like we would deem it, I would, I would think no. But I, I think that he cared deeply for women. I think like I, I think that it, it's possible that he had maybe even more affection towards one, even though that doesn't mean physical touching or anything like that. I think that it's not beyond the realm of possibility that because of his human side that he was attracted to women. I think it's possible. I'm sure that he was, and I'm sure that women were attracted to him, 
100% sure. I'm sure of that. Yeah. But I'm sure that he lived a, a sinless life where he respected the, the uh, we can get sidetracked with this kind of stuff. And, and here's where I would want to go with that. I would just say that Jesus said to us, he said that he suffered, walked, experienced all things that we, we mm-hmm. experienced and walked in. We did. He did. But he also gives us that example of leadership. He just never entered into never entered a into com- covenant relationship Christ. with a woman as as described in Jewish culture, yep. nor did he have any indiscretions or sexual relationships with women because the scripture says he lived a sinless life. Agreed. 100%. That's yeah. exactly where. But I, but again, yeah. he's, he's human. He probably yeah. Oh, did he? Was he attracted? Sure. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, have you ever been to Israel? I mean, dang, son. No, I've never been to Israel. Beautiful. Well, Beautiful. I've never been to like the but, architecture and landscape. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, side no, right, right. all. We're bringing it back in. Yeah, um, roll it in. He, he was a he was a human, so it, it's not beyond. He lived. He lived. He was the perfect man, and that's who we need to be. It is not beyond the, yeah. the realm of possibility that. Yeah. Uh, that. He experienced emotion and thought yeah. like normal humans do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, what? I think the, I think we've reached the end. What do we, how do we, how do we wrap this up? Here's what I would say. Send us an email, talk to us, give us your information. Also, if you will go to the website and listen to the, um, if you'll listen to the podcast and go to the website, hook up that way, you can also see the show notes there. And yeah. from, from the last few and then look through and there's some discussion questions and some helpful pieces of information. Cool. So next week we will be talking about what? Next week we're going to be talking about the second piece of this about learning how to create conversation with God. Not we talked today. We talked today about talking with God. Next week is the art of conversation, how to create a, a, create how to understand the art of conversation, like how to talk with somebody. How to, how to put the rubber. Yeah, because some guys don't like to talk. The rubber to the pavement. Yeah, if you're an introvert like me, you don't want to talk to people. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, if you have any questions about uh, about this series or previous series, uh, email uh, Pastor Barry at Barry at Fatherseekers dot dot org and keith at fatherseekers.org dot org we went with an org on it uh dot org uh thank you for listening to this episode of father seekers podcast hey we 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 love that that you're listening we love that you uh are 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 listening consistently and we we hear it in the in the halls of life church of oh i like the podcast this week but if you haven't subscribed quite yet uh plus press the subscribe button that way you know when we drop new episodes which is rather consistent but you know when we drop new episodes, if we were to take, if someone were to get sick and we had to take a week or two off, uh, then you know when a new episode is dropped. Uh, so just subscribe to the podcast. Uh, those subscriptions increase the, uh, the, the the possibility of views from other people that uh, maybe not even actively searching the podcast, but stumble across. Um, yeah, share, share, share. Yeah, so share. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. We can't wait to talk to you next week. 